Welcome back to the Slutpreneur Podcast. You're listening to two sluts who like to make money. I'm Anna D, the professional goddess, here to give you a sneak peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl and stripper, viral TikToker, and top performing OnlyFans creator. I share the ups and downs of running my multi-million dollar businesses and the fucked up road to riches. And I'm Liz, the other brain behind the professional goddess and the bitch that keeps shit running. Get ready to hear about all the behind-the-scene moments at the mothership, what it's really like to work with the professional goddess, and just exactly how we turn out viral content that leaves you throbbing. So come take a peek inside our pleasure chest of everything sexy, slutty, and business for our hustle and honeys. So whether you're a beginner slut or a retired hoe, or just a bad bitch here for the tea, we've got something for you. And after a decade of experience creating a female-ran empire, and all the lessons learned climbing up the corporate ladder. We welcome you on our journey to the slutty path to success. So grab your notes, put on your crown, and And let's get get down down to fucking business. Definitely want to start doing some more shit dumping podcasts because I feel like our brand has... (laughs) Our brand is shit dumping. (laughs) Well, I've never had a business plan. Thank God you guys keep me on track. But I feel like some of the most beauty comes from... When you're not trying, when you're all over the place, because we all are. Yes, it, it's the moments where somebody has an idea and then we literally execute it that Talk moment. So this week, so much has happened and we're adjusting with two of us here. So it's like we have so much to talk about how do we organize it. Mm-hmm. And we're not organizing it. We made a list. We're doing it. There's going to be a lot of value today for sex workers entrepreneurs, anyone in business. A lot of it is also just going to be literally some of the shit we've dealt with this past week. And if we're dealing with it, somebody else is going to be dealing with it at some point. Yeah, lots of learning lessons, even though we've been in the game. And there's going to be some comedic stories that I, again, I usually would keep to myself, but... But we are sharing all the shit here. (laughs) Being our truest, bitchiest, authentic selves. (laughs) So what's something fun we can start with? What on your list like sparks joy? So we got an email the other day from a customer, a Blades for Babes customer. They wrote in, in their full audacity said, Hey, I love what Blades for Babes does. And I'm really impressed with your customer service. I reviewed my spending history with Blades for Babes since October 18th, 2021. In the past year alone, I've spent at least $31. (laughs) Let's just pause there. This is a joke, right? Well, every penny does count. It does. And we're appreciative of it, but I don't appreciate this. I have reviewed my history. And in the past, and not even technically a year, not even a year, October 18th, 2021. Today is what? March 17th. I have spent $31 during these times. And I was wondering. Wait, wait. I, if, so my first thought before I even get to the end is I've pulled that card on brands when there's a problem. Cause normally I've like, I've been a customer for years. I've spent a thousand dollars. I'm a high value customer. This is what happened because for us too, when things happen, we look at their history because every, yeah, we need to know what, what they've ordered, what, if we've communicated with them previously. Yeah. Every customer has a value number on them in sex work and in retail, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So then they go on during these times. And I was wondering if you could offer a store credit 
gift card or promo code for at least $20 off or 30% off my upcoming purchase. If not, what are the two best promo codes you have right now? Anything would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. So like I'm I'm all fine with kind of like you said if there's like a problem and like there needs to be some form of like compensation. I'm also fine with the like what are the best sales or the best promo codes you have going on right now? If you email us and ask us like, "Hey, how can I save a couple bucks?" Most likely we're going to send you back a promo code that's going to save you a couple bucks. But just like since I've spent $31 in the past few months, can you please give me a $20 off coupon or a 30% off my next purchase? It's the OnlyFans customer who says, hey, I paid for the subscription. Where's the free nudes? Yeah. Just because you paid the door fee. Yeah. (laughs) So I think this, again, we love all our fucking customers, but... (laughs) <laughs> I, it's easy for me to shame people like customers in sex work more because it's so transactional with, uh, the businesses like Suchpreneur and, you know, all the stores, our customers are our community. Mm-hmm. We're here to serve them, bend over backwards, et cetera. So that, I mean, that's what we did. We bent as further as we could discount code, told them about the sales and, and that was that. But if it were a guy in the strip club that wanted an extra free dance, I'm moving on to the next guy who has his wallet open Correct. because I got rent to pay. Yeah. And I would also say for our community and for our service is to help educate some people on like how to interact on customer service from the other side. Like we are literally the back end and we can tell you how someone's mind is going to work or like, hey, is this message going to get me my way? Probably not. Probably not the words you're looking to say today. And if we move into high quality and low quality customers, when you are doing analytics, you are categorizing and segmenting your customers. It's just like an email marketing. We use, I think, Clavio. If you want a discount referral code, just DM me. But with Clavio, you segment customers. You only send emails to people who are opening the email so that your open rate percentage is up. You wouldn't send emails to people who haven't purchased in two years. So you segment them. So this person in particular, they're probably in a segment that has spent under $50 and has shopped with us for less than a year. So with OnlyFans or any sort of sex work, I prioritize the high quality customers because they... They just don't ask for as much as someone who is spending less. It's it's just fact. No, it's true. Before, or like when I was in pandemic world and still figuring out what my next steps were, something I had very highly considered was going into the world of becoming a virtual assistant. Just which to, you were. Yeah, which anyway. I essentially I was. But I feel like I like I joined a lot of Facebook groups or different like forums to like see job postings and like information and resources. Because you're a motivated bitch. Because I'm a motivated hoe. But I feel like the most common thing that I would see when people would put like a meme or a joke or something is that like the person who paid you $50 for this project is going to come back at you with this isn't right. Fix this. Adjust this. I don't like this. I didn't like the way you do this. Da, da, da. But then the, the client that paid you 500 is going to put their card information in and say, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like how hairdressers, the, there's a cancellation fee, first, you know, massages mm-hmm. pay up front. So when you sold your socks last week, I'm pretty sure we talked about We did. We talked that. about it with Dalma. So it was a first time high quality customer. Mm-hmm. And how did that make you feel? I felt good. I suggested when 
we got to the price point conversation, which is you want to come off as natural as possible. But I was like, you know, if you lowball yourself, you don't know how much he's willing to spend. Correct. So have him just, you know, say, Hey, tip me something nice, tribute me. And he doubled what we thought, mm-hmm. you know, what we typically charge. So that alone, you know, you're like, Hey, I'm going to spend a few extra days making these. Da, da, da. He's not like checking tracking. So it was really cool for me. I was like, oh my God, first sale, high quality customer. But then the second part of me being a mother of sluts, I was like, oh God, you're setting the bar high. Your expectations are here. The next month, the sale may not come in or it could happen again. It's, it's, I don't know if luck is the right word, but it's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. So part of me wanted to be, n- not even relish in the <laughs> sale. You're always planning ahead and that's okay. That's what we do. And maybe it's because so many of the comments on TikTok are, I want to start. How do I do this immediately? And they're they're not realistic expectations. I would say that's fair for a lot of the comments that are also the ones that are like, oh, yeah, like I tried this and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. If we sat down and talked with them and I heard what their definition of I tried this is, it's not always going to line up with what you would have actually needed to put in to set your foundation and start. Some of them, yeah. Some of them don't have good luck or like maybe they're just not good at marketing. They can set up their profile, but they can't like list their items or they can't like talk to clients the right way. Panty sellers, depending on the site, the guys are kind of walking through a shopping mall. So if you have an empty store, they're going to go to the the girl next to you. Mm -hmm. The one who has the racks filled. Reviews and extra photos and a great bio. So just browse those those sites and learn by example. That's exactly what I did. Same with camming and kind of see what the best sellers are doing and how they got there. What's bringing you joy or what's bringing you energy? Let's go with that on your list. Well, I posted a quote on Instagram the other day and it said, when you ask people what they love, they rarely say themselves. So with you asking me what brings me joy, I bring myself some goddamn joy. Good. As you should. Yes. And it's, is it still Pisces season? Are we in Aries yet? We have three more days, March 20th. My water sign being a Scorpio is so emotional this month. So kind of trading that in for the love energy is necessary. So what brings me joy? What brings me joy is that I'm now in the 0.9% on OnlyFans. And my word of advice is messaging your customers is what's going to bring you in the most income. PPVs, wall posts, you know, polls, et cetera, did our analytics, just pushing them too hard. And having assistance with keeping the communication 24-7 has tripled, quadrupled. Yeah, it's gone up. Yeah. So I'm very, very proud of that. I was not feeling empowered getting out of the 1%. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like a, a title that kind of boosts You're your ego. Of. So with that being said, got a lot of customs this week, <laughs> some custom content. We love customs. Shout out to Paige for making it happen. Correct. Thank you for keeping her organized on that side. So I'll be walking around the warehouse with my AirPod in my ear and she'll be like, Anna, can you put your fist in your mouth? <laughs> Come on, Homer. I'm insisting on a fisting. That literally happened. Yesterday we were on live and like I looked at the camera real funny and it was because the, the text came through. Can you can you fit your whole fist in your mouth? I tried. You did. You did try. I, I was shoving them knuckles in there. I got halfway there, but it wasn't enough for his kink. So another custom, which is a pretty generic one, is just a masturbation where you are saying the customer's name. 
His name was Joe. And it's just, it doesn't roll off the tongue for me particularly. And I've done talking to customers before, but it's like, do you want to talk down to them or are you like encouraging them to come with you? So I was like, you know, Paige, should I be like, Joe? What tone should I take? Joe or bad Joe. (laughs) (laughs) That one. Always that one. (laughs) So she said, you know, encourage him, you know, are you stroking it, Joe? You like that, Joe? You want me to come, Joe? Come with me, Joe. But she said, wait, no, this was probably my idea. Sorry. I'm going to take credit for this. I said, if I say Joe at every 30 second mark, because I can see on my phone the marks, then when she edits it, she can just take out the word and then repurpose the content. We love that. When we ask the customer, like, you can charge extra if you want this to be exclusive for you. And that wasn't paid for. So now not only did I get 200 for that custom, but now I get to PPV it to everyone else. We love that. We love the ability to, to use one shots. Cause I feel, I feel like customs, like they're, they're fun. They're cool. They're wonderful. But then it, it almost comes with the initial thought process of, well, I just put all this effort into this one piece of something. So if you do something like that and you can edit it up, don't just leave it, it unless they pay. And Don't if feel bad either. If they're going to pay so that they're the only person that gets that, great, wonderful. That price, like like I said last time, figure out the number you're comfortable with. And for this one, probably triple it. My normal's double, but triple it. Because you own that content. You own the rights to that content. You edit it up and do whatever you need with it, mm-hmm. unless they pay. I pounded my pussy. There you go. Talking about brand deals, have we experienced exclusivity in our contracts what do they call that a a loaded question well no i don't i don't think we've had a lot of exclusive ones unless it was like exclusive while we were under contract but we don't necessarily at the moment have any anybody that like they are the only one in a line that we work with and why is it that we have said like you can't take this content and repurpose it without my consent because they don't they don't pay the right price. They're like there is a price, and if they really want it as theirs and to own the rights and to own like because that's that's your face in it, that's your voice in it. That's that's something. Wouldn't you say that's pretty much parallel? Yeah. So like if they want it, they're gonna pay for it. And then a lot of times, here, here's another thing that has baffled me is the amount of times that I will go, we're about to go under contract with a brand. And then I sit down to do the read through of the contract. And I, I just wonder, like, do they think, do they think we don't read these or that like somebody doesn't read them because there's something in there that we didn't talk about or a timeline we didn't talk about or them asking for exclusive rights for something that was never agreed upon, but they just slid it in because if you don't pay attention, you just sign it. And there's, I've seen influencers be like, they took my content and edited it, chopped it in a way that made me look bad, etc. So definitely get a second opinion when it comes to just handing over your content to someone. And it's also, it's so hard, especially in some of the beginning stages, because you, you start out with a deal and you see that offer number. And if it, especially if it's not, if it's not a small one, if it's not like small in comparison to what you're used to working with. Sometimes you just want to be like, well, yeah, fuck it. They can have the rights and they can like, we almost did that with one. We were like, uh, it, it'd be beneficial. Like, let's just do it. And then we were like, no, if they want this, they're going to pay for it. And then they paid for something else. And we got what we wanted and we didn't lose the rights to our content. And I think there's times where we all underprice and undervalue ourselves because we are 
feeling financially insecure. And I'm grateful and proud to have worked hard enough to be in a spot where I get to pick and choose. But there are still influencers in the beginning who are starting with their rates and they have no idea where to start. Yeah, they have no idea where to start because it's it's such a concept that there's not transparency about. Mm-hmm. Um, let me do a little a little uh, push here for my first. What is it? Her first 100k. She is all over social media. She is a financial feminist that essentially talks about numbers, talks about what we need to be doing with our finances, starts to break some of those gaps where there's just no transparency. And I think I think talking about pay. I even have like some some sites that are starting to come up where people can go on if you have done like agency work to connect influencers with brands or done your own influencing and you can put up like this is the brand, this is what they paid me, this is were the requirements and the timelines because there's no good resources right now other than these ones that are starting to pop up for us to really know like what are they paying other people? Like what are they valuing us? in comparison to everybody else that they're reaching out to. And I see brands a lot saying, you know, I'll send you merch in exchange. And if you love the brand, hell yeah, you want the merch. But if you really think about it, their wholesale price for that merch could be under $50. You know, that's the price they're paying for it. And even if it's a brand you love, this is a really good piece of advice. Say, oh my God, love your brand. Show love and infatuation. Say, you know, my followers, they authentically believe in me. And I'm so excited to work with you. I'd love to know your budget mm-hmm. on the project. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, even when you're writing an email, start with the love and then get, you know, you gotta sugarcoat it a little bit. And if they say they don't have a budget, if that's okay with you, you want the merch and say, Oh, no problem. I've been a fan for years. I'd love to get in the door with working with you. But ultimately the question is, how do you value your time? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it will equate to that box of merch and then sometimes it won't because you have to you have to take in all the time it goes to creating the content posting the content engaging on the content um, and just everything that goes behind it so when i was selling on ebay i got to the point where i was making you know 20 a day 50 a day and then it consistently i was making a hundred dollars a day and i had this moment i'll never forget it where i thought you know what if i can make a hundred dollars a day I'm pretty sure that's what a college grad makes when they get out of college. Let's... I can fact check you. <laughs> oh, no, I'd say most people that come out of college don't even make That's 30. Well, I guess I should have known this. We just need to add two zeros. $36,500. Okay, so what's 100 times 365? That's that. still 36,000? Yeah, 365. Okay. So it's about the same. So I made the decision to tell mom... I don't want to, and that's not without the college debt too, right? So it was a scary decision for me, but also kind of one that was pretty plain and simple. And then fast forward 11 years later, now that's what I value my time per hour, $100 an hour, because I know if I work for an hour, I can generate that income in sales. Mm -hmm. So why would I do something for 20 bucks when I could do something on my own that's going to bring me in a hundred. So I want you to think about anyone listening. How do you value your time? Set a number and let that be a good, a good indicator. Mm-hmm. Cause I'd also say from the aspect of like you being a CEO and having several businesses you run, sometimes that's, that's how we have to look at your time as well. As far as like, where are you going to be utilized the best 
like what if it's a time where we're in a pinch and we need conversions to happen like normally that's where it goes direct energy towards Mm -hmm. but how do we evenly spread it out between all the brands what's needed the most as well as you being able to maintain your sanity and have a work-life balance work-life balance things we strive for and that segues into hiring if I'm having to do customer service or social posting one day. It's like, why wouldn't I hire a contractor on Upwork who's $20 an hour who can do that? So I can, again, move to something where my time is worth more. Outsource whenever you can outsource, especially if you're like you said, if your time is more beneficial somewhere else. Or if it's something that you just don't know or don't have the the time right now to in-depth learn. And it's scary to think, oh, I have to spend that $20 with that person right now. But you have to think about that ROI. Return on investment. Yes, ma'am. My kinky cannabis queens, come get your freak on and shop the first adult head shop on the internet. TheHornyStoner.com offers the glassware of your dreams. From beginner vibrators to expert anal trainers, enhance your self-pleasure journey. Are you a pothead princess? Wrap yourself in luxury with the gold rolling papers, vintage ashtrays, and stash jars fit for a queen. Make your pussy proud and support your local dildo dealer at TheHornyStoner.com. Now back to the show. So I had a beautiful Wednesday. Miss Liz here said, go the fuck home. You need to make content. You are not coming to work today and distracting yourself and all of us. Yes. Go home. Here's the list what you need to do. You know, tell hubs that you... you He needs to go out. He needs to (laughs) do something. So I can moan and groan at the house. (laughs) So I wanted to share my content flow. And I'm really interested on your perspective of this when you work from home too. So... Well, let me start with, I try to get two videos and 20 photos a week for OnlyFans. And of course, I wanted to batch it because of time. So I pulled out 10 outfits in my closet. Five were just really sexy. I knew they'd look good on camera. The other five were items that I wanted to sell to customers like panties, outfits, socks. So I had them all up in my room. And what I did first, I had my makeup all done. I would get the outfit of choice on and I'd make about five TikToks. And I have so many TikToks, TikToks, TikTok accounts. TikTok, TikTok. So I did some for weird things, um, some for my personal, some for the brands. I did about five. And then I move on to photos. I have my clicker, so I'm not having to waste time hitting the timer. I get some sexy pics, some to post on the gram, some that are kind of teasing for OnlyFans. And then I move to the video segments. Spring is in the air, lovelies, and with it comes a fresh wave of energy, blossoming flowers, and endless possibilities. But you know what puts an extra skip in my step? My fabulous partners at Viahemp. Trusted by a whopping 250,000 plus goddesses just like you, Viahemp's products are just like a magical wellness wand in a bottle. Feeling a bit frazzled after a hectic day? Cue the Via gummies for instant relaxation. Battling stress and anxiety? Don't worry, there's a gummy for that too. And for those intimate moments, Via has concocted something truly special. 
special high love gummies infused with pleasure boosting cannabinoids libido reviving herbs and just the right touch of thc these gummies are your ticket to an electrifying experience between the sheets but wait there's more via offers an array of other gummies with or without thc catering to every goddess's needs whether you prefer a subtle two milligram dose or a bolder 50 milligram kick via has your back from improving sleep to sharpening focus or aiding in recovery there's a gummy for every occasion and the cherry on top you can easily browse and shop their collection online categorized by strength and effect and here's the best part darling via ships discreetly to all 50 states right to your doorstep no medical card needed so go ahead indulge in a little self-care spree with via hemp because you deserve nothing but the best goddess head over to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies 21 and up only that's viahemp v-i-i-a-h-e-m-p.com and use code goddess at checkout please support our show and tell them we sent you take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from viahemp now back to the show before I do like full nude, I do a lot of teasing videos because those are great for the wall to pull people in to actually buy the full video. Pulling things off, putting them that back on. I think at one outfit change, I filmed myself just taking off the shoes and it was thinking about all the different kinks that I could mm-hmm. work with with the outfit. I think I had this cute like Lara Croft camo on and I was like, ooh, I'm going to do some giantess like stepping. Step on them. Step on them. So that was great. And then after that, I moved to the five minute come show because I want my TikToks, my pictures, my teasing to be when my makeup's prime and I'm not post come glow. So then I do the video and then I move on to the next outfit. And typically I get tired tired after like two or three outfit changes, but I did the damn 10. I gave the content to my assistant. She was like, holy shit, this is the best you ever done. No, it came through. I got the message saying that you had like 19 new videos and I'm pretty sure it was 114 new photos and my like jaw dropped but I was like thank fucking god (laughs) now I can do my job (laughs) I love getting ahead in content it makes me horny as hell (laughs) what do you want Kate ASMR moment you did you want to share it Kate just did a tiktok we are really pressuring Kate to be TikTok famous if she doesn't do it. No. <laughs> let's let's tell real quick before we go into the gate and we talk about Jizz. Let me tell a quick story on Kate. Kate came around the corner yesterday and was like, oh, I didn't know you. I didn't realize you had the following you had on TikTok. I thought it was like your Instagram. <laughs> oh, shots fired. <laughs> then she said she took my advice on TikTok more seriously. <laughs> oh, Oh, in the making. (laughs) And I'll say this again. All the people around me, I have so much passion for. We hate you. I can see someone and I envision who they are, their best self. (laughs) And then I'm like, if you don't take my advice, I will be disappointed. (laughs) So I think I called Kate the other day. I was like, you can go home early if you make some goddamn TikTok. There you go. Sometimes we have to barter like that. So let's see the magic she made. What you got? Come Bring over here. Over. Come on over. The three spirits. Yeah, shout out the three spirits. Kate will be on a future episode. Follow You'll Kate. meet her soon. Okay, so after I filmed contents. <laughs> 
I was like, you know, I was still had some energy and I have this dildo that you can put that cum lube in. Is it from the dragon, bad dragon? Yes. So I filled up the vial and I propped the camera in the shower and I had a full fishnet bodysuit on. Also funny story, the first time I opened my mom's lingerie drawer, she had the same bodysuit and it's like her go-to hubs will be like, Did you put on. I was probably like 15 or 16. I was like, thank God she's being freaky. So I put it on and then I'm like, okay, babe, you helped me last week. You know, my, my money is your money. So help me out. And he stood behind the camera because, again, if someone else is in your content, you have to do consent forms. So he stood behind the camera, and I'm like, okay, let me tell you the scene. And he's like, let's get this over with. And I'm like, no, sir, you have one vial of lube, and we have one shot. You need to know the details. Yes. So I was like, for 30 seconds, I'll be on my knees but facing the wall. Like, my butt will be turned towards you. So quarter of the vial, I want you to come on my back. Then the next quarter, I'm going to bend over and you'll do it all over my butt. I had a butt plug in, so like get it on there. So now the vial's half full. Tap your foot. I'll turn over. Use a quarter of the vial on my chest, my titties, and then the last quarter on my face for the cum shot. So I was like, four quarters, four moves. We got this. Now you know if you would have not taken the time to tell him that, he would have emptied the whole fucking thing on your back. Yeah, he, he, was, he just rushes me. <laughs> and... So it was nice because it was a little more explicit than we had been, especially me bending over and like spreading. But it looked phenomenal. But it's so funny. At the end, after it's on my face, I pretend to like, you know, lick it in my mouth and rub it around and it tasted so bad. And I'm having to like pretend. And then I crop out the part where I'm like, <laughs> like, you know, my fake eyelashes, everything. There was the calm. Part, the part that I get comes to see. everywhere. It was slippery. The whole fishnet suit was like kind of half come, half on my skin. It was a moment. <laughs> but it was fun. And then it got me really horny too. And then I was like, you want to get in the shower? He was like, you're sticky as fuck. Like you are disgusting. And I was like, tell me more. So then I was going to shower and I was like, well, the camera's right here. What would a bitch do to keep keep it going keep well you know use that time efficiently and i've never done like a filmed shower thing i know i think that's the thing that guys kind of like being a fly on the wall so guys and girls so i'm like if you didn't see (laughs) the come on you know all over me now i'm gonna rinse it off make sure you see that video and it was just a fun silly getting all the come off of me video and it was just two extra videos i had so i got a week ahead so that was the jizz story i think i texted you i was like remind me to talk about the jizz yes it, it, i think you voice memoed me so it was a little over the place but i was like we will we'll get there Actually, your regularly scheduled slut. Well, you can only imagine what the boys hear, and they're actually we can't. They hear everything. They, mm-hmm. they literally hear everything. They're like Jesus. Doesn't God see <laughs> they're everything? Like, oh, I thought that was Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Santa and Jesus. So that was my Jesus content my flow. So when you have a full day, how do you utilize your time? Like, are you checking emails all throughout the day? Do you set like an hour aside? Like the books tell us. Fuck the books. It honestly differs. Like, I feel like I'm the bitch that, like, is supposed to get super organized and, like, to a degree, like, is super organized. But I feel like my day-to-day right now is just very reactive to what the day needs. Like, I would sometimes like to be able to just have a window for emails, but, like, I've got contracts coming in throughout the day. I've got 
time XYZ, is of the, the the spot I'm in is not a check emails one time a day. So you know, it's it's really I I'd say at the top of my day, I generally like I check the calendar. I get everybody in the office on on time with the calendar and what the day's events are. Figure out figure out where we have time and what our priorities are, and then I also try to figure out where your priorities lie and like what parts of the day I can snag you or like what parts of the day if I need to adjust your attention to something else or somebody else needs it and to try to do the best I can to keep you going as well. Do you feel like you get more work done at home or here? It depends. I I like being in the office for some things and some things I need more of the collaboration and to like be working on something and to be able to do like a quick check-in question but then my attention here is also just so like grabbed and like all over the place. And at the end of the day, I have had a productive day and like conversations have to be had. Things have to be planned out. It might not feel like it, but I did. But if it's like something like listening to a podcast episode here after the editor and after mm-hmm. our beautiful editor, Kate edits it and I do a listen through for notes uh, it's so hard to do in the office. So like I got here the other day, I just stayed out in my fucking car, sat out there, listened to it. I guess everybody in the office thought I was out having a breakdown. <laughs> Kate's like, is Elizabeth okay? I was like, should I go check on her? Yes. Well, I, I looked up at one point and I saw Kate like peeking out <laughs> Binoculars. behind the like windows things. And then she ran away. And this is a different Kate. We have we have t- we have a multitude. We like to hire people with this same name over and over and over and fucking over again, and all spelled differently. <laughs> what about working in the day versus working at night? I feel like my mind likes to work more at night because there's just there's something about knowing that like the traditional business world has paused and like then I can go because I guess during the day my mind is just in like the daily ops type of thing of like what needs to be running today what's what's going on what are we da 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 and then at night it's like okay well here's the 72 thoughts i had today can i act on any of them right now or am i exhausted and need to close my eyes it's definitely day to day and that wednesday i worked from home i had to obviously sit down and edit all the content if i don't edit it right after it just goes it off fits. into the abyss so it's nice because I can sit down. I watch The Bachelor. I'm a brand new Bachelor watcher. Yes. <laughs> kind of cringe. Trash. Uh, very cringy. These are, I think we both started on really bad seasons. I started on Peter Weber's season. And is this your first one with Clayton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we both started with horrible, horrible seasons. I guess you also need to be aware of what's relevant going on when you're generating memes for your brands. Mm-hmm. I think yesterday there's something about daylight savings time. They're passing a bill and immediately we're like, how do we make this a meme? Mm -hmm. You know? So it brought me joy to sit on the couch, have a glass of wine, edit, watch TV. I ended up working till 3 a.m. And old me used to just work through the night until I got tired. Because if I get in bed, I feel like I'm wasting my time if I'm sitting there for two hours trying to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I'll end up, even if I go to bed at 3 a.m., I'll end up waking up at 8 o'clock. So if I get in bed at 9 PM. I'll still wake up at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I was working and it made me think about sex work too. And just how sometimes you get more customers at night, you know, well, it depends on the time zone. But last thing I'll say is when you work at night, no one's blowing up your phone. And throughout the whole day, people are constantly calling, texting, emailing. So it was great to actually focus, focus, yes. focus. Yes. Cause that, that day you worked at home was the day, one of them that Will was not feeling good. So I ended up just working from home that day, which 
when I first got here, I feel like I had more of the balance of between the office and working from home. But then when my husband had, when Will had a lot of medical things pop up, I kind of wanted to be at the office more also for some support there. But I got to work from home the other day as well. And it was very nice. I felt like I got to sit down in the morning. I feel like I knocked out several things that would have just taken a chunk of time here because my attention would have been diverted 20 different ways. But I'd also say a nice thing about having the small business and a small staff at the moment is there are days when we're at the office and we are all spread the fuck out. And like someone's in the studio, the boys are shipping orders. One person's in the office. One of us has went out to our car to work. Like we can find space here. And that's Mm -hmm. nice. Speaking of space, we have a lot of space here. We have a lot of space. We got 15,000 square feet. And, you know, when you move into a space this big, half the battle is figuring out how to utilize the space best. And with our town being one of the top growing little towns in America, because it was literally like five people. Now it's like 500,000. <laughs> um, so our building is accumulating a lot of values, yes. accumulating the world. It is. I would say yes. It's growing I don't, in value. I don't know if that's the word you're looking for, but that word works. So we're in the industrial park and, you know, like Coca-Cola's out here, Italian leather companies. Uh, Jesus is even here. Yes. There's a church and there's a psych ward or something. Oh, fuck. Something down the road. Oh. Well, the the reason we were looking at this space, the extra space is really half the warehouse that has potential was because we, we've been budget cutting. Our sales weren't as great as, they, as they've had been. We've had a lot of, especially personal things happen where I've had to put finances in. So we're like, can people rent out the space? Could a boat be parked here? Could we have a business rent that space from us? Because it's just not making money sitting there. So I talked to my real estate agent and he was like, well, if you just want to see what people would offer for the building or for that space, I'd be happy to reach out to people. And within a week, we had like three investors come in. And ultimately, they all wanted to buy the building from us, which went up in value like $250,000, which is insane. Yeah, you've been putting some work in here. Yes. It's the pink. It's the pink doors and the pink yes. paint. And all the dicks they saw. All the dicks. They I had to- its value. <laughs> We had to preface everyone. So before you come in here, there's knives, there's dicks, there's bongs. See, I am the person that likes to greet guests at the mothership while holding the friendly giant. So we have two different takes on that. (laughs) So with that being said, we didn't decide to move forward because they all wanted to buy the building and have us rent from them. And if this town keeps growing, which it's on the track to, uh, hopefully this will be worth twice as much um, in a few years. And if we need a bigger space, we can invest. But we've really been investing in things in our business that are generating revenue. What is working? What is working? The things that are, yes, the things generating (laughs) revenue are the things that bring in conversions. So social media, inventory, purchasing, email marketing, SMS marketing. Yep. Getting into SMS, doing sales, taking the time to cut costs with packaging. We went through all the apps on Shopify we use and we actually reached out to to the people who run the apps and say, you know, hey, can we get a discount? We have multiple stores. Um, I think Ship Hero, who we've interviewed the CEO, we were paying three grand a month for their shipping services and inventory management. This bitch got it cut in half because we were shipping out half the amount of orders. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing to look at. Like clearly it never hurts to call or send an email and ask. But with that one specifically, like when you would set up the account, 
you were shipping at a specific and a certain amount and those numbers just aren't where they are. And you got the shit cut in half. And after Christmas, people aren't spending, you know, we're still in a pandemic. People haven't got their tax refunds yet. So that was something where we had to pivot. And I talk on my TikTok a lot about the struggles of business. And we actually applied for our first loan because we needed to buy inventory because we can't make sales without inventory. It's a consistent small business struggle. When you're a sex worker, you sell a service. You don't have to necessarily buy inventory unless it's panties, which is low cost. Especially not in bulk. So we had to really get smart and start really pushing the products that we have on hand. But we went to the bank and because of the credit cards we use, because of the debt we've incurred buying inventory after the holidays... We didn't have any more liquid cash to buy more inventory, so we asked for a loan. And unfortunately, the bank said no, which I've never been told no before. So my loan officer said, hey, there's great interest rates if you refi your house now. And there's something called a cash refi. Take all this information lightly. So you refi the house, it would cut my mortgage down about $1,000 and you get like a hundred grand cash, depending on how much cash you can get for the refi. So then I was thinking, okay, I could just refi my house and use that hundred grand to put in the business and get inventory. Because when you're a CEO, you use all your personal funds. And at this point, I didn't take a few paychecks, which is fine. But we got in this bubble where it was like, oh my God, it's raining, it's pouring. So we got into cut the fat off mode. Unfortunately, we had someone leave the company and go on to bigger and better things. Always will love her. But we realized we researched like the, all the tasks she was doing and we had to spread them out throughout the office. But then we also realized that some of these tasks aren't that beneficial to getting conversions. So all of a sudden, we saved a few grand to put back into inventory. So a lot of businesses just moving money around in the right places. So I applied for this refi and I got fucking denied because my social security is attached to all the business debt. So this is just something I've never experienced. When you're a successful small business owner, you get on this high that the the money is always coming, but just like in sex work, it's not promised. So what did I do? I sold my fucking Porsche, took that money, paid off all my debt, and hopefully I'll be able to do the refi and then we'll have a little more options. So I just wanted to kind of share my journey. And now I don't even call it a struggle. It's just accommodating to the circumstances. It was another day and one chapter closed and you have some fun goals for a future card. Do you want to talk about that at all? Or you want to keep that that hidden for the moment? I, yeah, I don't like to talk about things until I have them because it's like, I'm going to do this. And then if it doesn't happen, it's we're like gonna We're going to manifest this one privately and then let you know when it happens. You know, the hardest part about losing people in a, in a small business is it's really family and it really feels like you're losing a family member. And it's, I know it's just business at the end of the day, but I think it's something that a lot of small businesses don't talk about is that as professional as you can make a workplace when you're in here nine to five every day next to someone, you create really deep relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's being able to, to navigate those, to deal with them, to be able to even be in a work environment where you can handle them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another part with 
figuring out who our who our team is and who we have here at the mothership like who who can come in here and handle stuff like that so we'll leave this on a very bright note we have great news about the mothershipers and what our warehouse is going to do to the community we are getting involved and we are putting on our own ship yes the second orbit our little vintage side business with alien outfitters like a little vintage finds and boutique We go to these markets downtown um, about two or three times a month. We make a nice pretty penny to get rid of inventory. And I was like, wait, we have a parking lot. We have space. We have space. So we are going to do the Mother Shippers Market the last Sunday of every month. Our first one is in April. So you can apply to be a vendor. You can go on Instagram at the Mother Shippers or on Facebook at the Mother Shippers Market. And we will be showcasing small local vendors, small businesses, and ones that are local to our community. We're waiving the first vendor fee. We really want to just bring value to this area. I mean, markets are fun, but we want it to be like a fucking rave. (laughs) Sort of. Trying to rave at 10 (laughs) a.m. Yes. So more news on that. And thank goodness the warehouse owner next door. She's a lovely woman. She's giving us access to her parking lot. We couldn't do it without her. Yes. Shout out to you if you're listening. So yeah, the local news actually reached out too. They want to bring us some attention. So it's just a little dream that just happened. And don't take no for an answer. If the bank says no, fuck the bank. <laughs> if, you know, I, I called the Department of Transportation to see if people could park on the street. They say no. Like, if there's fuck a the will, to- <laughs> there's a will, there's a way, baby. I'm just kidding. We're doing it safely, clearly, parking yes. lot. It's fine. <laughs> so, in retrospect, bitches, value your time, know your worth, batch content smartly, focus on high quality customers. And think before you click send on a customer service email. Get a few opinions. Yeah, yeah. send it to the group chat before you click send. Repurpose your content. Stay the fuck home. Charge for exclusivity. Discover if you like working at night versus in the day or at home or at a coffee shop. And fuck the bank. (laughs) Definitely invest in a dick that squirts out lube. Yes. Record yourself while you shower. Yes. Use it as content. Yeah, whatever. That is honestly like that is, I know we're ending, but I'm going to throw this in here anyways. I feel like that is a common theme that like a lot of creators are starting to do is they're just starting to record like OnlyFans content of them just doing shit, like washing the dishes, mm-hmm. baking, cooking a meal. And they're just doing it. They're just doing it naked with a camera on. And that's monetizing. That is money. Do it. If you are a sex worker, monetize. Take time for yourself, but monetize. Or just an influencer, too, and make sure it doesn't affect your mental health. I think we were working out, and Kate was like, oh, we could just video this. And I'm like, I want to work out not sexually, (laughs) sexually. (laughs) So it's just be conscious of that because then your life turns into content at every moment. So take time to not make content, too. Have the camera on, but no one to turn it off. Stay fairly motivated. All right, hoes, hookers, whores, and sluts, we love you. Get out there and make that money. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. 
All right, sluts, it's the end of the show, so it's time to plug ourselves and pay some bills. So lube up. If you want to keep the show going and learn more about me and the team it takes to run this empire, you can check more out at professionalgoddess.com. My YouTubes, all my books, they're linked in the description of this episode. Want to send us love notes? Have questions or want to collab? Send us a message at management at professionalgoddess.com. And remember, every time you leave a five-star review, a unicorn has an orgasm. So keep the big O's coming. If you want to check out our socials, you can find the Slutrepreneur Podcast on Instagram. Connect with me on Insta at Miss Mothership and on TikTok at Rebecca Blue and at Weird Things I Sell. And connect with me on Insta at Strictly Biz Liz and Mostly Biz Liz on TikTok. We also have an X-rated Discord chat to connect with other sluts in the industry. DM us at Slutrepreneur on Insta to get the invite link. Lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, follow my free OnlyFans at Rebecca Blue and my explicit page at Rebecca Rabbit. Thanks for listening. We love you so much. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, refuse to be anything but successful. So go make that money, honey. We'll see you next time, queens. Bye. Bye.